What a beautiful song. What a beautiful song service. I'm thankful that the presence of Jehovah is in this place this morning. And I'm glad that he invites us into that presence. And uh, boy, how unworthy I am to go into that presence. But I'm glad the invitation is there for us. And uh, I told somebody the other day, uh, I've been gone preaching at other churches and different things, and I am glad to be home uh, at Promised Land, and I am glad to be able to call Promised Land home. I definitely missed y'all, but I am very, very thankful for Brother Trey and the work that he does, and I know he did a fantastic job last week, and I appreciate him. Uh, continue to encourage him. Uh, I'm just excited about what God is doing around us, and, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. And I want you to stand with me for the reading of God's Word, 1 Kings chapter 5. I'm going to do things a little different this morning, but just bear with me. And I'm going to do as I feel led uh, by the Holy Spirit to do. And uh, we definitely want His will and way in this service. 1 Kings chapter 5 and verse 1. And Hiram king of Tyre sent his servants unto Solomon, for he had heard that they had anointed him king in the room of his father, For Hiram was ever a lover of David. And Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, Thou knowest how that David my father could not build a house unto the name of the Lord his God for the wars which were about him on every side, unto the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord my God hath given me rest on every side, so that there is neither adversary nor evil occurrent. And behold, I purpose to build a house." Unto the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord spake unto David my father, saying, Thy son, whom I will set upon my throne in thy room, he shall build a house unto my name. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word. I pray that your will is done in this service today. I pray if there's lost people, Lord, that they would see their need for a Savior and that they would be saved today. Us as your church, Guide us and lead us, Lord. We want your will to be done in this church and in this place today. Lord, we need your help. We need your direction. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. About a month ago, a very exciting thing took place here. We voted unanimously, 100%, to move forward on the building of a new sanctuary. The reason that we voted to do that is because we felt led by the Lord to do that. We, the Lord has blessed us beyond measure. The Lord has filled this place up, and we feel as though it is time to build. I am thankful for what is going on here at Promised Land. I am thankful for what has taken place. And that night, we voted 100%. And we've talked about this some on Sunday night, but I want to talk about it on Sunday morning to get everybody involved in this, everybody Uh, knowing what's going on, and that night we elected a committee uh, to head this up, and to head that committee up, we voted uh, for Brother Jimmy Stell to be the chairman of that committee. He wasn't here that night. He missed that night, and uh, and he will never miss another church service in his life. So, uh, But he is glad to do it, and I'm going to ask Brother Jimmy if you would come at this time. I've asked him to come this morning and speak a few minutes to you before we get going. Brother Jimmy. Good morning. Uh, my name is Jimmy Stell. Uh, I won't miss another Sunday night. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, I was saved when I was 13 years old at Calvary Missionary Baptist Church there in Hamburg. And I moved my letter out here when I was around 19 or 20. I was chasing a young woman out here at that time. So her mother kind of made it mandatory that I started going to church out here. So all you new, new members of our church, I was in the same boat with you at one time. I didn't know the people's names out here, uh, even though I was kin to half of them. I didn't, I didn't know the church. We was over in the old, the, that part of the church over there before we ever built that. And so, uh, uh, anyway, I, I caught that young woman and I was married out here. I have raised my family in this part of the, of, uh, promised land. I built several houses out here. I've been divorced and married a couple of times, so don't hold that against me. It's a sin, but it's not a sin that condemns you to hell. Uh, because we have divorces in, in, in our families. We have to, uh, that's the society we live in. When you're married, you're supposed to be married for life. Uh, but that's one of those things that we, uh, go through in our, in our lives. Uh, we're told to take care of our, our orphans and our widows in our community, and I think we do a good job of that here at Promised Land. Uh, I've been through several building, uh, building projects here in Promised Land. Most of them we had, uh, contractors. Uh, Brother Lewis Wallace was a member here and he was a carpenter. And we did several in the, uh, early 70s and the 80s we, when we built this church. When we built the Family Life Center, we had a, we had an overwhelming desire to build something for our kids that we could have programs in, that we could have, that we have larger places to put them. Then we built the second phase of that was upstairs. We built a library since then. All of these projects couldn't have, couldn't have happened. They could not have happened here in Promised Land if we'd not had the tithes and offerings to do that. We were supposed to, as members, we're supposed to tithe to our church. As if you don't tithe, shame on you. Okay. We're supposed to have, uh, as, as members of this church, if you tithe, then we have a faith promise that we do. It's an extra tithe that we do f- just for our missions here at Promised Land. And we support our missions either in the Philippines or different places that we've had missions. We're supposed to do that as members of our church. Every June, and it's, I've been here for 40-something years, every June we have insurance that comes up. We have different things for the youth church camps. We have vacation Bible schools. Every June we, we run low on money here at Promised Land. Uh, and it's not because we're not tithing like we always do. We have the tithes. They're coming in. But we run low because we have extra expenditures. And, it, and any business or anything that you've ever been associated with, that happens. So I, my challenge to us as a church, myself included, is that we start tithing more than, than what we're supposed to for our church. If you really want a new church, which we need, we need it for the people that we, we, if we have people coming in and, and most Baptists tries to sit far back as they can, we could knock out the back of this church and add, you know, 20 more pews, but the preacher is going to be preaching to further, further people back there. We need extra room. We want them to build a church. It's already been voted on. We're going to build a church. It's going to cost a lot of money. We never have spent this kind of money. We have all kind of professional people that, that, that are members of our church. Every profession you want, we even have the county judge that goes to our church. So, and so we have every profession that goes here at this church. We can do it either inside our church. We'll have to have architects and we'll have to have contractors 
licensed contractors. A lot of laws have changed since we built our church. We have we have licensed electricians, and we have licensed plumbers. We have and and all kinds of professional people in this church. So I know we can do it within our church, but we some things we'll do outside our church. We want to build a church that everybody agrees on. I listened to Brother Josh preach uh, Thursday night down at Mapleville, and he was preaching on being discouraged. I want to tell you all this this morning, I'm not talking about being discouraged. We all need to be encouragers. We need to encourage everybody in our congregation. If we we have uh, uh, decisions to make and the church overwhelms or the church votes on that decision and the church votes to do it, don't be a discouraging and be outside our church complaining about it. Let's discuss it in here. Don't get on Facebook talking about it. Discuss it in here. We have business meeting tonight. We'll, we'll probably talk about the, we're, we're going to start visiting other churches that have built new churches and look at those churches and get ideas. We had great ideas last Sunday afternoon at four o'clock when we met about the way we want to do our choir. Great ideas. But we need to com- combine them and put them in our new church. So, uh, tonight we'll have business meeting. We'll talk about it. We need to be there. We have a committee. Fifteen people on the committee. We have buildings, ground committees, and we have deacons of a church. It doesn't matter if you're not on one of those. Every person that's a member of our church has the same vote. Everybody. So we'll vote on these things, and we vote them on as a church. So everybody needs to be here for a business meeting tonight. We need to be here for the different things that we do. When we start going to other churches, I think East Union in Little Rock will be the first church we'll go to and look at it. Because it kind of forms to the way we want to build our church. We don't know where we're going to put it yet. We've got to decide that. We've got extra land, but we want to combine it with our church and make it look nice and have a good entryway to it. And so we need to discuss all these things. So I thank you as a church, and I challenge you to start tithing more. And we're going to keep this in our general fund. We'll we'll still have our buildings uh, funds coming in but and and you can still donate to that or tie to that but we need to donate to our general fund for our church to support our church one of the things we do on sunday nights and brother michael started this years ago the youth leads up in our in our first part of our church and they take up offerings well the offering plate was going all the way around the church and it wouldn't get much money so all they was doing is just going down the aisles with the empty plate he started asking all the members of our church to bring a dollar Everybody bring a dollar and put in that plate. A lot of new members that come in see individuals putting one dollar in that plate. And they think, you know, that's a cheapskate. <laughs> my, my first father-in-law used to take his change out of the offering plate when it came by. And when it come by, he'd, if he put ten, he'd take five out. <laughs> I just come to my mind. Uh, <laughs> But even that, those dollars that we do on Sunday nights, the youth puts that towards good projects, okay? And AYC, they had thousands and thousands of dollars they put towards missions. So we can do this as a church, and that's what we need to do. Thank you all. Thank you, Brother Jimmy. And be in prayer for him and this committee as the, they follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit in this. We have read First Kings chapter 5. And I want to talk to you this morning very briefly about Solomon's desire to build. Solomon was given a desire by God to build the temple. And, of course, we know that we have recently voted to move forward with our desire. We feel the same that God has 
given us the desire to build a new sanctuary. And I want us to be clear about the story that we're reading this morning, uh, that this is a temple. We're not voting to build a temple. We're not building the temple. Solomon was had a desire to build a temple. A temple houses the presence of God. Uh, and so we're not going to build a temple because we are the temple. We house the presence of God. We house the Spirit of God. But our desire is to build a sanctuary. And a sanctuary is a place that is consecrated from the world that God's people can come for the sole purpose of worship, praise, and adoration to our Savior, Jesus Christ. A sanctuary is a place that is set apart than any other place. And the purpose of that sanctuary is so that God's people can gather together and worship the precious name of Jesus. And I am glad and I am thankful today that we have this beautiful, wonderful sanctuary that God has given us for the sole purpose of worshiping Him. I am so thankful today for what God has given us, but I'm also thankful for where God is leading us to. And I'm thankful in this new project that this place will be set aside. Yes, there's a lot of buildings. Yes, there's a lot of uses for those buildings. But the purpose of this building will be for the sole purpose of worship and adoration to our Savior Jesus Christ. What a privilege it is to be able to build a sanctuary. What a great privilege. Let me tell you something. This is something great that we're a part of out here. It's not something that every church gets to do. It's not something that everybody gets to be a part of. We do it as God leads, and God is leading us to build this sanctuary. I want to look at a few things in this story very briefly, and we're going to go home, about some things that God did in Solomon's heart to prepare him to build the temple. I want you to notice what it said here in verse 5. We find number one, the purpose to build. And behold, I purpose to build a house unto the name of the Lord my God. This man had the purpose to build. The word purpose in the Hebrew means to be told or commanded. Why was it that Solomon built the temple? Because he was commanded to build the temple by God. This was not something this man jumped up one day and said, you know what, I think I'm going to build God a house. It wasn't, it did not start in Solomon. It did not start in David. It started with God. And it started with a God thing. And God said, I want a house. And so God went to David, and we know that David was not allowed to build the temple. David wanted it so bad. He had such a great desire. But Solomon had this great opportunity and responsibility to build the temple of God. It's not that this man jumped up and said, this is what I want to do. It was that God went to Solomon and he said, I want a house for me. I want a place that I can send my presence into and dwell among my people. I want you to know today that we're not building a new sanctuary because one day I jumped up and said, let's build. Not because the deacon said, you know what, that would be pretty cool to have a new sanctuary. It's because we believe as a church that God has purposed us to build this place. We're not building this to compete with anybody. We're not building this to outdo anybody. We're simply building this with the sole purpose is because that is what God is calling us to do. You don't build a church house for any other reason outside the fact that you are being obedient 
to the will of God. The reason that Solomon built this temple is because God led him to. And the reason that we voted 100% unanimous, and may I say that's pretty good for a Baptist church, amen? The reason that we voted 100% unanimous is because we feel that God is leading in that direction. The purpose, the idea, all of it, it's a God thing today. It's not about because the preacher. It's not about because of the deacons or the committee. It's a God thing. This is a God thing. If God is in it, you better be in it. Amen? If God's behind it, you get behind it. Friend, this is about God and what the Lord is doing. Get a part of it because God is in this. Get behind Him. Get behind the church in this because, friend, the whole purpose of all of this is being obedient to the Lord. I want you to know that He was to build it for the sole purpose to bring honor and glory to the precious name of Jesus. The whole purpose of that building was to honor and glorify God. May I remind you of the purpose of a sanctuary, the purpose of this new sanctuary, is to uphold and to exalt the precious name of Jesus. Okay, when we get in over there, when God leads us over there, the same purpose over there is our same purpose here today is to exalt the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. We have one purpose of being here today, and it is worshiping Him. It is lifting Him up, and it's praising Him. And when we get over there, it's going to be the same purpose. And I'm going to tell you something. Here's the purpose here, okay? And as I said, we're not building this to compete with anybody. We're not building this to outdo anybody. We're building this because God said build. And let me tell you something. The Lord's filled this place up. We need more room. Me and Brother Trey was talking the other day. And I am so excited about building this. But that's not what my excitement is about. My excitement is not about building it. My excitement is filling it. My excitement is filling it. Because that's the purpose of this building, is filling this place up full of lost people that need to hear the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Man, I'm all about these plans. Man, I'm excited about these plans and building and all of this. That's good and that's awesome. And everybody needs to get involved. But friend, we need to remember the purpose of this building and we need to get sold out to the fact that not only do we need to build it, but we need to fill it. And we need to be sold out to that action and that cause of filling this place up. Friend, when we build this place, this will give us more opportunities. It will give us more seats. It will give us the opportunity to bring our friends in and our families in. And bless God, we'll have a huge place to bring these people in and share the good news gospel with them. Get behind the building of it, but get behind the purpose of it. Get behind this and let's fill this place up. Man, I can't wait to see the the rafters going up. I can't wait to see all that. But bless God, I can't wait for the day that we get to go in there that very first time and preach a message. I can't wait till we get to go in there and sing about Jesus. I can't wait for the very first person to receive Jesus as their personal Savior in that new sanctuary. I can't wait. That's the purpose of it, isn't it? That's what all of this is all about. Not to compete, not to show, but because God said to. He told Solomon and He's told us. Number two, He gave him the peace to build. Notice uh, verse number three. 
Thou knowest how that David my father could not build a house unto the name of the Lord his God for the wars which were about him on every side unto the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord my God hath given me rest on every side so that there is neither adversary nor evil occurrent. God took away every adversary. He took away every evil so that these people could focus on building the temple. It's hard to build. It's hard to do things like that when there's confusion all around. Why didn't David get to build the temple? Because there was confusion all around. It's hard for God's people to focus on the will of God when the adversary is destroying from the inside. And I want you to notice this. And there's a reason that God waited till there was peace on every side. You see, God could have had this built way before then, but there was so much confusion. And I want you to understand something. When people come to build for the Lord, there is one thing that we need more than anything, and it's called unity. It is called unity. And the reason that I believe that God waited till this time because there was peace, and when there is peace, there is unity. And the people could unify together for the sole purpose to build this place for the Lord. There wasn't any confusion. There wasn't any uh, dividing things going on uh, amongst the nation. They could solely focus on the will of God for their life. And friend, when you are building for the Lord, we need to pay attention to what God wants. We need to focus on what He wants. And let me tell you something, we need to be unified. There is no coincidence that we voted to build this when we did. There's no coincidence when it comes to the Lord's work. Why did we vote to build it when we did it? Because there's peace on every side. There is harmony in this church. And there is unity in this church. And I truly believe that that is why God said it's time to go. Because my people are together. My people are focused. They're going together. They're working together. They're focused together. They're praying together. Everything is together. And friend, may I encourage you that we need to stay together. And I may I encourage you there is nothing that makes the devil matter to know that we're going to build a new house for the honor and glory of the Lord. And may I tell you that He will ride in on my back. <laughs> Hello? He will ride in on your back. Let me tell you something. Don't let the devil use you. Don't let the devil use you. I'm going to say this right here, and I'm going to say this right now. Everybody listen. There's not a pew, there's not a chair, there's not a wall, there's not a piece of carpet that's worth dividing the people of God. Let's stay unified. Let's keep going forward. Hey, that's why we're here, because we're unified. That's why God led us here, because we're together. Let's stay together, and let's keep going forward for the honor and glory of the Lord. May I tell you that what we're doing here is a blessing. God intends for this to be a blessing. He never intended for this to be a burden. Okay? Listen to me. Let this building be a blessing for you. Don't let it be a burden. Do not let this be a burden to you and your family and to this church. Let's allow this to be a blessing. You say, what do you mean mean a burden? I'm just going to use for illustration. The whole church wants hardwood flooring. Y'all go ahead and giggle. That's silly, isn't it? 
A lot of churches have split for smaller things. But let's just say the church wants hardwood floor, but I want carpet. And I'm bent out of shape because I want carpet. And I get mad because I want carpet, and I want this, and I want this, and I want this, and that's what I want. And I get so upset, and I get so focused on carpet that I done forgot the whole reason of the whole church. This ain't about picking out what color carpet we like. This is about all souls coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Let's not lose sight, okay? And if I get to the place where I get so mad and caught up over the plans of this place, this thing has become a burden rather than a blessing. Let it be a blessing to you and your family. Let's let it be a blessing to this church. I want you to do something else. Are you all with me? I want you to notice uh, in verse 6, it says, Now therefore command thou that they hew me cedars out of Lebanon. And he begins to give instructions. I want you to look in Second Chronicles 3.3. 3. Hold your place there and look with me in Second Chronicles 3.3. 3. If you're awake, say amen. amen. There we go. Second Chronicles 3.3. 3. Stay with me. I want us to notice, number three, the plans to build. He had the purpose to build, the peace to build, and he had the plans to build. Second Chronicles 3.3, it says, Now these are the things wherein Solomon was instructed for the building of the house of God. And then the plan is laid out of how God wanted Solomon to build this place. I want you to understand that they were to build this temple according to to the standards of God, not according to the standards of man. They were to build it in a way that would bring honor and glory to the Lord. May I tell you that I am so interested in everybody's opinion. Okay, I really am. But at the end of the day, there's one opinion that matters overall, and it's the Lord's. This is His house. Okay, it's not my house, it's His house. And when we get to the planning part, And this is where a lot of feelings can get hurt. This is where a lot of things can go south. But this is what we need to focus on. God's will for us. And you say, what do you mean God's will? What do you mean God's will in the selection of these little things? What do you mean God's will? Friend, we need to make everything a matter of prayer. And everything and the decision making, we need to make it a matter of prayer so that when this committee decides and this church decides that we are led by the Holy Spirit of God on what God wants us to do, not what we think we ought to do. Friend, this does not need to be what we think it ought to be. It ought to be exactly how God intended it from the get-go. Let it be God's way. If you want to be blessed, if you want to see something awesome, let's step back a little bit and let's let God work. Let's let God work and let's let His plan be unfolded in our midst. Do y'all want His plan? About 14 of you. Come on. Do y'all want His plan? That's a little better. We need the plan of God for us. You know why? Because it's good. And it's perfect. And it's acceptable. That's what we need is His plan. So when we get to the business part and there's decisions to make, not what I, but what He. What does He want? Let's get behind Him. Let's get behind Him. Let's get behind Him and His plan and let's follow Him. Now look back in our text, and I'm almost done. First Kings, and I want to go to chapter 6 and verse 12. Concerning this house, 
which thou art in building, if thou wilt walk in my statutes and execute my judgments and keep all of my commandments to walk in them, then will I perform my word with thee, which I spake unto David thy father. He said, I'll do everything that I told you I'll do. He said, this is my plan, but you've got to follow my plan, and I'll, I'll do anything. Notice what he said in verse 13. And I will dwell among the children of Israel and will not forsake my people Israel. He said, when you start building this, I will not forsake you. Now, I know this is a scary thought stepping out here, the money, all of this, but let me tell you something. God's in this from the beginning. He'll see us through to the end. I want you to know if this is God's will, God is in this. And He will stay with this. God will not forsake us. If we step out on faith, friend, He will fulfill everything that He has promised to us, okay? And God is not going to lead us to a place where He's going to let us just take off and be out there on an island by ourselves. If God led us to this place, then God is here with us in this place. Notice what he said the very next verse. So Solomon built the house and finished it. How did he finish what God started? Because God provided everything that Solomon would need to build his house. Number four, the provision to build. God gave his plan, and in the midst of that plan, he provided everything that they would ever need to build. Now, I remind you, this is not my house. This is his house. He is building His house through His people. Did y'all hear that? He is building His house through His people. The Lord will provide. Preacher, we're a bunch of country bumpkins in the middle of a cornfield. I know. I'm the chiefest. <laughs> I know. What do you mean? All of this. This is beyond our imagination. Friend, I know. But it's not beyond Him. And I know my funds are limited, but He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Man, we're digging into a treasure that's beyond our imagination. And in the midst of all of this, we kind of think about where's all this going to come from. I don't know, but we're going to trust the Lord, and the Lord's going to provide through His people. He's going to provide through us. God is going to bless us so that we can bless this. It's going to happen. And I can't wait to see it happen. I can't wait to see the power of God at work because I know God has got great things in store to build this place. May I remind you that four acres of land has been donated to this, this church. Brother Jack Shell is an awesome man. God has used him in a mighty way. That is $15,000, $20,000 worth of land that He has donated to us. It is unbelievable what God is doing already. God has already provided for this church, and friend, God's going to keep on providing for this church. Now, this is what we got to do. we got to get behind Him, and we got to follow Him. And we've got to be sensitive to what He tells us to do. Now, this is what I'm going to ask this morning. You say, Preacher, I don't come here, but on Sunday mornings, this is what I'm going to ask. That you get behind the Lord, and you get behind this church in this, and that you would allow this to challenge you. 
and allow this to bring you to a deeper place with the Lord. And maybe this will help you get to that place where you're a little more dedicated, where you're a little more sold out and you're a little more interested. Friend, we got a great thing going on here. Don't miss out. Do not miss out with what God is fixing to do in this place. Do not miss out with what God has planned for us. And if you don't have your family here, you're missing out. Get behind this. And as Brother Jimmy said, Lord have mercy, don't miss the meetings. Get here. Get here. You know, there's going to be times when the architect calls him and says, Jimmy, we need a decision Sunday night. It may be Friday. He said, hey, y'all got to vote Sunday on this. Y'all need to be here so we can vote on these things and make these decisions. Friend, we got to get behind this. we got to get behind this. And that, that means that we're going to physically get behind this in the way that we're going to be here to get behind it. If you're not here, it's going to be hard to get behind this. Be here. Get involved in it. Let me tell you something. The Sunday night crowd voted on the I'm going to say it was about 150 that night. But this is everybody. This is everybody in Promised Land Church. If this is God's calling, then let's get behind God together. And let's follow Him. And let's get involved. When this time comes... And there may be a day that Brother Jimmy stands up and says, Hey, we need some help. Get involved. Get involved. Get sold out. I wonder, I wonder how excited you are about this this morning. I wonder about how involved you are in this. Are you willing today to get behind the Lord in this church in this? About four of you. Are you all willing to get behind the Lord? Are you all willing to get behind this church? Let's get behind one another and let's go forward. Friend, we're in the middle of a cornfield. I love that. God can work anywhere, can't He? This is awesome. Let's get behind one another. Let's stay unified and let's go forward. This is what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to get behind one another. We're going to have to get sold out. We're going to have to get sold out to prayer. It's going to take a lot of prayer. There's a lot of things I, I don't see in my mind, Brother Jimmy, going down the road, but you've said it. We've got to bathe it in prayer. Pray, pray, pray. Every day, Lord, pray. Pray, Lord, guide me. Lord, guide us. Provide. Every day, take your family. Take your family and, and pray for this church in the direction that she's going. This morning, I'm going to have something a little different. Men, we lead our families to the ball field. We lead them to the schoolhouses. When's the last time we led them to the altars? I want to invite you to bring your family to the altar and to pray about what God is doing in Promised Land Church. Let's allow this to bring our family closer to the Lord. Maybe your family's not with you. Come by yourself. Come to this altar and let's seek the face of God. You say, what do you mean lead my family to the altar? Take your wife by the hand and say, let's go pray for our church. Let's go pray for our church. Boy, I tell you, if more families were in the altars, could you just imagine? Friend, we need families in the altars this morning. We need God's help in this. And it's going to start by us falling on our face and saying, God, we need your help. I want you to, ask, I want you to pray and ask Him for a few things. Pray for unity. Pray for provision. 
and pray that we would see His plans. Do you all want His plan in, our, in this place? We need that plan. Would you pray for that this morning? Maybe you're here today and you've never been saved. I want you to know that you can be saved today because there's a Savior and His name is Jesus. And He came to this earth to die for you and do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Friend, if you have questions, come down. Let me show you how to be saved. If you're here and you have a public decision, would you do that this morning? But I want you to pray, child of God. Pray, pray, pray. What God may do in your life to use you for this new project coming up. And this one I want you to pray. God, what can I do to help you in this? What way can you use me in this? Would you let God use you? Pray to Him this morning. Let's stand very quiet, very reverent. Miss Dina is playing where you are. You can fall down and you can pray where you are. These altars are open. And I want to invite the families to come to the altars. Come, fill these altars up and let's pray. And let's seek the face of God this morning. If you can't come down where you are, you ask the Lord's blessing upon this. If you have a public decision, would you come this morning? Amen. And all of God's people said, Man, I am just overwhelmed by y'all's response this morning. Thank you for responding in the manner that you have. To Him be all the honor and all the glory. A lot of plans, a lot of things to come forward, but let's remember our purpose in this. Hey, this is way bigger than a color of a wall or what we're going to put on the floors. This is about Him. And I cannot wait. And I hope God gives me the grace. I hope I'm anything. I'm not leaving. Don't think that. Lord have mercy. But anything can happen. And by His grace, I cannot wait to preach the gospel in that new building. Amen. And I can't wait to baptize those new converts in that new building. I can't wait for it. Hey, I'm glad to build it, but I can't wait to fill it. Amen. <laughs> Let's get behind one another. Thank you so much for your response this morning. <coughs> Brother Jimmy. Thank you very much for allowing the Lord to use you. Uh, it was thrown on him, but he has accepted it graciously. Pray for him and this committee.